audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. We're glad you joined us for American RVer. On this show, Peggy goes back into the RV kitchen and cooks up some minestrone soup just in time for cooler weather. Next, in our new product spotlight, Jim looks at the TST widescreen color display for the Truck System Technologies 507 Tire Pressure Monitoring System. So sit back, put your feet up, and enjoy. Welcome to this edition of American RV around Peggy Gritch. I'm so happy that fall is here because now we can start making hot soups. And one of my favorite hot soups is a minestrone. And one of the reasons I like it is because it helps me get my vegetables without having to eat just raw vegetables. So what I'm gonna do is just make a quick minestrone soup for you. I'll tell you the hardest part is gonna be the prep work. You're gonna be cutting up all your vegetables and then it's simply adding them to the pot. So the first thing we're gonna do is uh, cook, out, cook down some onions and get that nice flavor development, add a little bit of garlic, and then we'll start adding the vegetables. I'm using my induction cooktop, and of course you need to use a steel pan for that. Uh, aluminum will not work. So I'm just gonna put that on medium and start. And the first thing I'll do is I'll heat up a little bit of olive oil. Now, butter is usually what people will use in a minestrone soup when they're starting with their onions. The olive oil is maybe a little bit better for you, a little bit better fat than what the uh, butter is, and it tastes just as good. Now it doesn't take long for this to heat up, just the molecules are working away there, creating heat. So I'm going to just add my onions, which I've already cut up. You can hear them starting to sizzle already. And one thing I found about the uh, induction cooktop is it seems like it's hotter than my electric cooktop or my gas cooktop. And not sure why that is, I guess those molecules again are just moving around at a faster speed. So I'm starting at medium, and if I feel like it's cooking a little too fast, I'll just turn it down using my minus button and just reduce my temperature uh, by five degree increments until I'm happy with what temperature I have it at. I've cooked my onions for three or four minutes. They have a nice uh, golden color to them. I just want to soften them up so I don't have a raw onion flavor in the soup. You probably heard that beeping from my um, induction cooktop um, because it only heats if there's metal in connection with it. When I lift it up, that heat stops. The other thing is the outside around the conduction, induction cooktop is cold. So that's really nice. If you spill something, it's not gonna burn onto the top of the, uh, the burner. I'm gonna add a little bit of garlic. You know, they call the recipe calls for a whole garlic. Um, I'm just going to sprinkle some garlic in because I don't want to keep garlic around. I love garlic, but I don't use it up fast enough, so I just use some uh, uh, chopped garlic. Ooh, and it's starting to smell really good, those onions and garlic together. The next step before we add all the rest of our vegetables is we're going to add a little bit of uh, tomato paste. Uh, really, just a tablespoon, and you can hear it sizzling already. We're just going to stir all that together, give it a little bit of color. That's just going to, again, start the base for the soup itself. 
Once I've added that, now I can start layering in my vegetables. And what I have, um, because you'll notice I have a rather small pot, I cut my recipe in half, and I still think I have way too much vegetables for the amount of uh, pot that I have. So I'm just going to have to go out and get another big stock pot if I want to make a big pile of soup. I added a quarter of a cabbage, and I know that cabbage is going to cook down really well, so I'm not worried about the volume in the cabbage, of course. I'm stirring that in. Next up will be a half a pound of green beans. Ooh, I love fresh green beans, and they are perfect in this minestrone soup. Okay, coming up next, we have, it called for a whole head of cauliflower. This is a half a head of cauliflower, and I think I'm only gonna add about half of that, just again, because I have a small pot. Next up, we have uh, broccoli. You can tell all these great fresh vegetables. And that was about, you know, a half a head of broccoli. Now, you remember, it's soup, so I still have to add water. So that's where I'm running into a little trouble with this small of a pot. Zucchini, I just used two zucchini in here, and oh, it barely fits in there. So I'm not going to be able to stir those in as much as I want because I need to start adding some water in. I have five cups of water here. I don't think I'm going to get that much in there, but we'll see how we do. It's looking good. Oh, I just about made it. I did about four cups of water, so that'll, that'll work fine. The last thing to do before we let this cook for an hour is just to add some salt and pepper, and you can season that to your taste, or if you want to add it later, you can add it later. It's no big deal but I choose to add a little bit of salt and pepper right to my soup at the beginning. We're gonna let it cook for an hour, and once that's done, you'll see how much these vegetables have reduced. And at the last, we're gonna add in some cannelloni beans, we're gonna add in some corn, and that will just kind of finish off the minestrone. So the minestrone's been cooking for an hour, and you, it's amazing uh, how much that has cooked down. If you remember, I had a very full pot. I actually cooked it uncovered because it was boiling over. And you can see that the vegetables have all cooked down, and it's looking a little bit thicker than it was before just because of all the vegetables. At this point, now we're just gonna add corn, and it's just a, a canned corn. You don't have to uh, drain it. That's gonna be added to it because you know that's already pre-cooked so you don't have to worry about cooking it that long. And we're adding cannelloni beans, which is another nice flavor for minestrone. You can't have minestrone without cannelloni beans. You're gonna stir those in really just until um, the soup heats them up. And really uh, you can taste it, season it with some more salt and pepper um, add some parsley on the top, and when you're ready to serve it, add a little bit of Parmesan cheese over the whole thing. And that's it for minestrone. It's a beautiful winter soup, uh, sure to keep you warm on those cold evenings or maybe for lunch one day. It's not hard to make. Like I said, the most thing is about is the prep, cutting up all your vegetables. Then you just let your stove do the rest of the work. So that's it. Um, thanks for staying with us and learning about minestrone soup. And we'll be back with more of American RV here in just a moment. 
We'll be back with the new TST color widescreen display in a moment. Want to replace your halogen or fluorescent lights with cool, energy-efficient LEDs? Then check out www.ledrvlighting.com. They specialize in interior LED RV lighting. With low prices, a good selection, and fast delivery, you can't beat them. You can even get LED tubes that directly replace your fluorescent lights, quick and easy. Go to www.ledrvlighting.com, your best source for RV LED lights. Hi, and welcome back to American RVer. I'm Jim Gritch. And for this segment, we're doing a product segment. And as you see, I'm holding a display, a color display. And this is a new offering from Truck System Technologies, TST. And if you have a 507 system, then you would be able to get a brand new color display. And uh, this display is really cool. We've been waiting for it for quite some time and we finally got it perfected. So it's now out on the market. So the, uh, the, the TST widescreen display is what we call it. And it's a color display. You can actually see the, um, the tires are in one color. The, um, the different features in there are in another color. It shows you the battery indicator on one side. And I'm gonna show you just a few little things about this um, particular widescreen display that you might be interested in seeing. So <clears throat> there are three buttons on the side here and the buttons are go, set, and back. So what we're gonna do <clears throat> to get into the programming mode, we're gonna hold this set button down. And when you hold the set button down, it goes into the programming mode. And one of the things you'll notice if you do have a 507 system from TST is this display has a readout of text. It doesn't have the icons like the old one does. It actually has some icons, but it tells you exactly what you're doing. And in this case, we have the um, high pressure set and you can actually scroll through these things. If you hit the plus button on this side, so you go to low pressure from high pressure and I'm just hitting the plus button here. And then there is a set button for the temperature. And also you can change it from bar to PSI. Also you can change it from Fahrenheit to centigrade. And then you go to learn ID and that's where we actually can capture a sensor in here. So I'm gonna do that real quickly. We've got a, one of these cap sensors. <clears throat> and what I'm gonna do is I'm going to push the set button, which means that's what I want to do. I want to use that particular function. And so then I'm going to take the plus button and I'm gonna to go to a different tire and you'll see all F's, which means there's no tire position selected there with a sensor. But I'm gonna basically load this sensor into that tire position. So again, I'm gonna hit the set button and all the F's will be blinking. And then I'm gonna hit the go button and it just grab that sensor and I hit the set button to lock it in, and that's all there is to it, to set up one of the sensors. So it's really nice, and as you can see, it's a very clear display, and it is in color, of course. And the widescreen gives you a little bit more real estate there to see than our uh, 507 system that we had previously. So it's pretty cool. In order to go back to the main screen, now before we had one tire there, if I hit the back button, which is the bottom button, and hit it twice, you'll see that we have two tires there now. And what's gonna happen here is it's gonna beep because this sensor is not hooked to a, a tire right now. So it's just sensing the ambient temperature that we have. 
and no pressure. And of course, if it's seeing no pressure, it's going to alarm. So that's as simple as it is to uh, set up this monitor. Now with the monitor, there's a bunch of things that come with it. <clears throat> and of course, you've got to have a way to mount the monitor. So we have got, this is our, the actual monitor that we've been testing here in the coach. Uh, we've got a suction cup mount that just snaps onto the back of the, of the display, uh, which is very easy to get off and get back on again. And so there's also a, uh, another mount that is actually a kind of a rubberized mount that you could sit on your dash and this will actually sit into. I don't actually have that right here at this point, but that's the second mount. So you get two mounts with it. Um, the other things you'll get with this is our, our display is now USB. So this could, be, um, this could be powered up and charged up from a USB port. So you get a USB cable with it. Now, if you don't have a USB port in the front of your coach or in the front of your truck or whatever you're using the, uh, the monitor with, then you'll get this neat little adapter here, which just snaps onto the end of the USB cord like so and then you can plug it into a cigarette lighter. So it will adapt it from the 12 volt source, the battery source in your unit, in your vehicle, to a five volt source that will charge up the battery. So that's pretty neat. And that all does come with the system. Another nice feature with the 507 widescreen color display is the ability to actually park either your towing vehicle or your towed vehicle, okay? And what I mean by that is to actually remove it from the screen. So I'm going to demonstrate that for you. Actually, if you uh, push the go button, which is over here on my right hand, your left, and push the plus button, it should disappear. And that would be the towing vehicle disappears. So therefore, you can then drive, if, you, if it's a coach with a car, you could drive your car away and um, use this monitor in your car, and it won't um, see any of the tires that are on the uh, motorhome, for example. The other thing you could do is just hit the same two buttons again, and they will reappear. Very neat. Now, the other thing you can do with this is you can remove your trailer from the towing vehicle or your fifth wheel or whatever you're towing. And you use the negative button to do that with the go button. So you hit that and they disappear. So that's kind of neat. Then you could pull away. It's like if you have a boat trailer or something that you're using this with, you can then drive away. And if you want to reattach it electronically to the monitor, you push the two again and they will reappear. So that's pretty neat that you can do that with this particular uh, monitor. And a lot of people have asked for that feature. And so it's now incorporated into this, uh, this display. So that's about it for the, uh, the 507 widescreen display. The other thing I didn't mention is the fact that you can actually use four different trailers with this particular monitor, and then you could select what trailer you want to see on the screen. So that's pretty cool if you have multiple trailers. Um, so that's it for uh, this uh, segment of American RVer. If you're interested in this uh, display, you can call TST at 770-889-9102 or you can go to the website at www.tsttruck.com. We'll see you next time right here on American RVer.